स्पाइस रेडियो रेडियो रूम जम सुन रहे हैं गपशप का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बात दोपहर के दो बजकर आठ मिनट ओ माई गॉड आठ मिनट हो चुके हैं अब से लेके तीन बजे तक आपका हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नजरों में अटकेंगी खटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि बाहर का मौसम ऐसा वैसा ही है कभी बरसात और कभी बदली बंद हो जाती है बरसनी और फिर उम्मीद हम ये रखते हैं कि तेज़ हवाएं बहेंगी और कल सूरज के दर्शन होंगे जी हाँ बट बाय द वे इट्स नॉट गोन बी वाइट क्रिसमस या आई फिगर्ड आई मीन इट्स जस्ट रेनिंग आउटसाइड रेनिंग आउटसाइड एंड बट वी डू नीड द रेन या आई थिंक सो यस बट आई वुड हैव लाइक्ड अ लिटिल बिट ऑफ स्नो इट्स क्वाइट कोल्ड इन द स्टूडियो टुडे इजेंट इट I mean I think it's cold every day. Yesterday yeah. <laughs> yesterday I had my hood on and she's like why why is she wearing her hood right now? Why, why? And I'm like I'm cold. It's inside the studio. <laughs> I know. It's a comfort thing. Um Maya as you can see we've got a guest today. Actually we've got two guests. One guest is a man to talk. <laughs> so that guest is a driver. Uh <laughs> and the guest who is going to be talking her name is Megan. Megan Aurora. I call her Aurora Aurora. Uh-huh. Yeah. And why do you call her that? Because her aura around her Aurora is beautiful. Oh. How's, how about that? Thank you. You're most welcome in our That's program. That's so kind. How are you doing? I'm so good. I'm excited to be here. Now, I've known this young woman ever since she was maybe 7-8 years old. Wow. So you got to like watch her grow up and become yes. a woman. Yes. And a very up? smart woman. <laughs> Have I grown up? Yeah, that's a question that we can ask you. Have you grown up? Hopefully only in the right ways. I see. Mm. Oh, okay. very good answer. Yeah. Hopefully. She comes from a family. <laughs> she comes from a family that has got very witty people. Mm. So all the questions that you ask them, you'll get witty answers. And these answers will not have anything to do with life's experiences. <laughs> This is their wit. Megan, um we are very happy that you are here and i've known megan uh, as a uh, planner of um, you know opportunities uh, that you can make for yourself and she and i sat down and you should see the way she quickly managed the uh, computer i could only put my finger on it and she was three steps ahead of me <laughs> So uh, Megan uh, with all those long nails I don't have any nails with all those how do you manage the the keyboard how do i manage the keyboard mm. i mean firstly i don't choose a keyboard that won't work for me oh i see so there is a special way of choosing a I'm keyboard i'm really bad at typing in credit card pin numbers ah so i try not to do that okay all right <laughs> i just you strategically set yourself up to win you know <laughs> and then you keep nail glue in your bag <laughs> <laughs> and you excuse yourself to the bathroom. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. I'll be right back. And put all my nail back on. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's beautiful. See? Wit. <laughs> Wit. Mm. <laughs> the program is going to be very witty today. Uh, I wanted to uh, ask you a couple of questions. I mean, I've known you for such a long time. I've never had an opportunity to, to interview like this. Although we did a woman in focus with you. We did. And I was more interested in your dancing style um and and um, the way you do salsa uh and and one so so many competitions because your mother would send me you know the winning um composition of yours 
and so I knew that you are a very good dancer. Apart from dancing, do you have any other passion? Thank you. Actually, I have way too many passions. Oh. It would be nice if I was passionate about focusing sometimes. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what makes me tick. But <laughs> yeah, as long as I've known myself, I've had, you know, I said I, I wish I grew up in the right ways. Mm. One thing that I don't think has changed is in my brain, there is a world that I want to see come true. Mm. And that one is just full of me being able to create. Mm. I want to be able to take an idea and as if it was an episode of a show, mm. have the company running in the next month or day or mm. week, whenever mm. that is airing. And so dance actually was not my first or main passion. Ah. It was what I used to call my consolation prize because I didn't get to do anything else as easily. And at some point, I had to step back and just say, I like creating. Mm. And something about creativity doesn't come with control. So what opportunity comes to me, I have to make it happen. Okay, so I'm just going to stop you there and and uh, go back to the statement you made that uh, dancing came as a consolation prize to you. Mm -hmm. So if I take you back to an age where kids or young women you know, dream of doing something, what would that be? When I was five, I wanted to grow up to be a princess. <laughs> <laughs> I always just loved being on stage. And part of that was I wanted to be a singer first and foremost. Yeah, but you do sing beautifully. Thank you. I, I never mention got that. to before, though. Ah, I yeah. see. So, so would you like to pursue that? Oh, yes. I mean, all of it. Just give me all of it. But singing felt the one where I had the most control because I could make a music video mm. where I was dancing. Mm. I could make the costume I wanted to wear as mm. far as fashion goes. It just felt like the one place where I could say, I can now make all of these happen how I want. So you have brought up Beyonce a few times before we started airing. And because, is she one of your like main idols? Because she dances, she Influencer. sings. Yeah, in yeah. influence She's almost, yeah. One thing I love about her is she comes in with a, a whole vision. It's, it's as if, you know, you talk about being three steps ahead. She's like 40 steps ahead. She knows I want this accessory and this type of dance and this type of set, and I want it for this. And that, that part of being an artist in this day and age, I feel gets missed all the time. We want these quick hits and this and that. We don't think about crafting everything to perfection and then following through. And that's what she does. And she she takes ownership of everything. She doesn't say, oh, I'm just a singer. So I'm just going to make sure I come into the booth and I sing the lyrics another person wrote for me. And I think there's a lot of pride and integrity that comes with having that much ownership over what you're putting your name on. It's almost like she's more of a performer than just a singer, just a dancer, I just would, a celebrity. I would go as far as saying she's a business owner. Mm. I wouldn't want a business owner who just you know, puts their name on something, a little bit of input and walks away. We've seen businesses like that come up and die very quickly. Yeah. She's a business owner. She manages every part of her business. I'd like to also bring up like Taylor Swift. I know there's a lot of people that are obsessed with Taylor Swift. And mm -hmm. I think the reason being is because she's very similar in a way she knows how to market herself. Mm -hmm. She knows how to do what she knows what people want, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And I think for both of them, their longevity comes with being part of the process because if they were just handed a persona or a style to represent that would change quickly right once the trend was over once they weren't young enough 
I mean, when I watched the Beyonce documentary, she said she was 42. To be 42 and having that impact and being able to put, frankly, the youngest women, the hottest women, all of that to shame, wow. Hmm. Wow. It's because she was there at every point of it. She crafted her career to work with her. There's no, there's no her without her work and her work doesn't exist if she, if someone else was to come and do it and they also seem super humble right like when you yeah you watch documentaries or you see how they interact with fans or you see how they um, talk to their crowd while they're on stage mm-hmm. they love what they do they love being there and they feed off that crowd and then you look at other artists that we have and they're just there to do their job they're just there to you know sing and they don't actually like be grateful for the fact that they're there they don't show it at least yeah i it might be a pivot, but if we're talking about longevity and the humble aspect, I think it comes with boundaries. Hmm. Some of those people who maybe rise to fame quickly, now they're on Instagram Live every day sharing everything, are also the ones that are quick to to snap. Out. Yeah, and then they're, they're egotistical and they're hmm. demanding and it, it just doesn't make sense. Whereas I think Beyonce, Taylor Swift, other celebrities, they've taken their boundaries now, of course, now that they have the ability to said I'm going to disappear for an X amount of time so when I show up I'm not just humble I'm actually able to be genuine about this I can appreciate being here because I didn't overdo it to a point where I hate it now mm-hmm. yeah. wow what heavy juicy conversation <laughs> hey oh, you said God. they were just going to be witty <laughs> I know she's more than witty yeah. I want to take a very short commercial break and come back because you brought up so many different points that I can pick and and choose and talk about one of them being being born and brought up uh, or being brought up in the west your idols have also been western women mm-hmm. uh, and some people would find that a little mm, not unnerving but not appropriate mm-hmm. and would say you are south asian why don't you have some south asian people that you look up to or or something like that and that's a contention bone of contention as far as south asians are concerned and right. i really uh, that's going to become a topic for our aubahan jugli kare but today i want to uh, nitpick on one of those two topics but let's take a short commercial break get the program paid for and then we'll be right back with aurora how would you like me to call you megan or aurora mm, call me based off which persona you want Ah, <laughs> oh, a split personality as well on top of everything. Control freak, split personality. What hey, else? I call it boundaries. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Spice Radio, Radio Rim Jim Sundriyam, Kapshapka program hai. Aur aaj humare saath, Megan, who also goes by the name of Aurora, is with us. Her, Megan is the control freak businesswoman and Aurora is the artistic Uh, you know, branch of this young woman. You've done so many different things in life, uh, Megan, that I I don't want to go to that particular part, but I wanted to talk about what you said uh, right just before we our commercial break, that uh, you like an artist because they have a vision, they execute the vision, they are the vision, and everything is is done by them not i have got an idea and you execute it mm-hmm. so 
when did you feel that that was a part of your psyche? I didn't necessarily open any opportunities that I took with that mentality. I honestly just thought everybody was like me. I thought that if you're doing something, you're going to approach it with this amount of commitment. And I got a lot of no's throughout that process. I got a lot of people saying I was crazy. When I started dancing salsa, the first thing I said is I want to be a world champion. And the first 25 things I must have heard was, you're so extra. Why do you want to do so much? And in my brain, I just didn't understand that there was a world other than the way that I saw it. And mm. now it's obviously me being young and naive and having my own specific circumstances. But at some point, when all you hear is no, 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 you can either kill your dream or you can figure out how to do it. Hmm. I am nowhere close to being self-sufficient enough to do all of the things I want. In fact, sometimes I think, you know, you need to find the balance in between so you're not burning yourself out while doing it. But I definitely realize that I'm not a compromising girl when it hmm. comes to those things. You know, I can compromise on a lot of things. I don't need to choose where we're going to dinner. Hmm. I don't need to care about you know, what we're watching on TV. I don't need to care about a lot of things, but when I care about something, there's no compromises happening. So in life, uh, in other words, there would be many times that you would have to compromise to move on. So have you ever come to a, a situation like that or, or has it been my way or the highway? It depends on what it is. Now, for example, with dance, yeah, I try not to compromise. I, I would not compromise in a competition setting. Mm, if I'm mm. not willing to show up how I need to, to to uphold the quality that I want to represent, I'm not going to do it. It doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. If it's something else, you know, I do try to believe done is better than, mm. or imperfect and done is better than just having it left alone. But it's a, it's a balance that I'm trying to, I'm battling with. Mm. It's something I recognize that I need to embrace more and more. But there are a lot of times where I've compromised on small things that I feel won't, I guess, dilute the vision. Mm -hmm. What is your vision? It changes with what I'm trying to, okay. to show. But so currently, what are you envisioning yourself doing? Because I know that you've dabbled in business as well. Mm -hmm. You're doing a lot of things on the side. And that dream hasn't died or mm -hmm. or materialized yeah. but you're still working towards it right now it's it's very this is the toughest and coolest time in my life because I do feel like if I'm if I'm not holding myself accountable I can let my dreams slip away just getting caught up being an adult trying to make those things happen something that I'm actually I was speaking to one of our mutual um, connections <laughs> yes. Yes. and we had a conversation and it really helped me set my theme for the next year which is wow delegating wow and it's it's literally the opposite of what I'm talking about I, I love to have control over everything but that doesn't mean I have to do everything yeah so I have to understand the systems to set up so that I can feel comfortable with saying let's have these people take care of this and this and this and that and I can still make sure that it gets done the right way there's still some aspect of control but I can't do everything anymore see in your life uh, and and there's my numerologist comes out uh, you're a very artistic person mm -hmm. by your life path 
by your uh, date of birth. You're a very organized person who wants everything done in a certain way. So I can understand that. And at the age of 27, 28, there is a Saturn return coming in, which means that you you have another avatar of yours. Mm -hmm. And that particular person that you just mentioned right now that that is going to be delegating now. Mm -hmm. So that delegator needed a catalyst to show you the, the, the path. That's and I, true. And I think you've just you've just gotten that. Yeah. I had a lot of a lot of burnout that really forced me to take yeah. a look at the existential side of things. Right. But then there's the other aspect where I think as a creative, I love my chaos. Mm. And I don't want that chaos to die. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that it gets to be used in the best way. So part of delegating is part of systems, mm. right? I want to set up the systems so that I can be as chaotic as I want to be and it doesn't impact my life. That to me is what having enough resources, money, power, this looks like. You know, we take these words and we can twist them into awful things. But just I want a life of freedom, which means if I want to wake up and spend six hours instead of one hour in the studio, my my finances are in order. My life is still good. I'm still able to pay for the gym that I need to go to or whatever it is. You mentioned, I don't know whether you would like, you would start hating me for bringing this up. You just mentioned before we started the program that, that you know, single people are not rich, but once you get married, you, 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 you have enough facility or money to, to move on with life. Rich people, rich people are people who are couples. Mm -hmm. and, and I say to yourself, oh, no, that's not the right thing. A single person has got more money mm -hmm. than two people put together. I think it's the more, if we were to flesh out that argument, okay. it's more that right now as single people, mm. we are all focused on trying to be good enough for like this next version. So we all want a partner who's this, 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 and this. And to be to get that partner, we also need to be um, fit. We need to be able to have a career. We need to be sociable, this and that. These So much... So many conditions. So many conditions. But these things don't develop overnight. And if anything, they only really develop when you have the support of a partner or a family. Like when I think about my mom and dad, I don't think about them as their individual strengths and weaknesses. I think about their joint power. And there's no way I'm asking dad to make dinner ever because he's just so bad at it. <laughs> but but that has never stopped me from being so well loved, fed, supported, all of these things. Now, if my dad was out there trying to make dinner as well as my mom does because they need to be equals to get together, okay, nothing would have ever happened. And in right. the same vein, my mom has things that she doesn't like doing and mm. she gets to thrive in the stuff that she loves doing mm. because she doesn't have to focus on the other things. Mm. And I think that we forget when we're looking for a partner about what it builds, what it enables us to do. Mm. We Obviously, yes, we all want the nice aspects of a relationship, and that's never something that I um, would deprioritize. But it comes to a point where I've seen people, I've even dated people who are like 40 years old, and I'm just like, when is this going to, um, <laughs> when, is, when is it enough? This person going to grow up. Well, yeah for lack of better words, yeah, for yeah. sure. Because 
I think that it comes down to the delegating aspect. I don't see myself growing if I try to do every single thing all the time. Mm. So delegation is a new word in your vocabulary now that I think will will empower you even yes. more. It's my it's my newly weighted <laughs> new mantra. priority. <laughs> We are talking to uh, Megan, who also goes by the name of Aurora. We're going to take another short commercial break, and we're going to come back. See how quickly 15 minutes went by? So every 15 minutes, we have to do a commercial break. I'm so, like, I love talking. Well, we love listening to you because you make sense. Spice Radio or Radio Ramjam Sunray, your program is with Aurora. Aurora Aurora, Aurora. Megan Aurora, uh, and we're talking about, you know, young people who've been either born or brought up here or who have, you were born in India, right? Mm-hmm. But you were very little when you came here. I so was five. So five years old. psychologists would say. Yeah, you've already been what, whatever you are right now. Mm-hmm. Your grandparents or your mom, dad had just made you the person that you are today. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I'm learn. I I don't know if I always believed that, but I'm starting to see some pretty traditional aspects of myself. I think I think you're quite right. I think the uh, the psychologists are quite right. The first five years of a child's growth, and if you look back at your childhood or your Masi's childhood or my childhood, I don't think I am ever worried about anything to do with money. Because mm-hmm. I had such a secure childhood, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. Cons- I'm, I am in debt all the time, but I'm not worried about it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a. It's not something that's going to keep me awake all night. Mm-hmm. Because I know if I'm here, something is going to happen, which yeah. will, which will change the situation. I agree, and I also think it's. It's a weird. It's a weird thing to play with because there are obviously people who have had a lot of things happen when they're younger or a lot of instability that they carry the burden of. Mm. And I always, like, I always wonder, if you were to just lose your memory, Mm. what would you physically actually react to? Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's really, it's, there's so much burden, right? People talk about the, the relationship with your parents. I, if my parents accidentally caused me any grief when I was younger, I surely don't want to hold on to it forever. That's just, if it's irreparable, that... I'm not accept- I don't no. want to accept that. No. So I always wonder, you know, what narrative can we just get rid of? If I told you right now, oh, I was bullied from the age of 5 to 13, would you believe me? Um, you know, because I have uh I have lived life. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would believe it. I'll tell you why I, I would believe it. Mm-hmm. Your defiant attitude right now would make me believe yes you are defiant <laughs> such a would, good kid no you're not what <laughs> i would i would say that, even if you hadn't told me megan mm-hmm. i would have come up to you and and asked you that question as a child yeah. were you bullied because the strength that you have gained mm-hmm. from those years that you went through the tormenting period mm-hmm. of your life is the strength that you have gained from that period. Well, I I still love that you chose something positive. For me, I think one thing I'm cognizant of with anything I've been through is I just try not to to 
talk about it or or dwell time. in it yeah like i wouldn't say oh i'm i'm bullied no. or some people were mean to me or or this or that i can say whatever i want to take from it no. you know i can say oh you know sometimes it's easier to just make sure i can rely on myself in a situation that's your psyche okay that's that's who you are mm-hmm. that's the strong the strength that you get from the day you were born and the strength that you get from your life path so those two things have helped you be what you are today and also the situation that you've gone through mm-hmm. has also molded you i'm not saying that you are not thinking about it subconsciously it is there For sure. you wouldn't have brought it up if it wasn't no, but i just because it's if it's already going to be there then i don't want to over talk yeah. about it i don't want to emphasize it yeah we've talked about things in the past when it comes to you know um victim mm. narratives and and choosing you choose how you want your attention true so what do you want it to be about you want it to be something positive you want it to be something negative if you take a look at the celebrities in the world if you take a look at the politicians in the world you'll find examples of both or a shock value shock va- but again even that it's there's positive and then there's negative and there's we've trained our society right now to focus on so many negative things yes that and that's come from us wanting to validate those experiences mm. but then it also really burdens us like i don't want to think about all the things i'm thinking about anyway my brain is it feels like not a good radio station <laughs> at least not a good signal at all and it's it's just it's exhausting i don't know how to keep my focus i don't know how to just keep it pushing if that's what i would have to carry on with me well you and i after the show is over we'll have to talk about that at great length with you and and uh, and numerologically try and uh, correct a little bit of that but you know megan couple of things that uh, come out from the work that you are currently doing the work that you have just recently done and your passion for singing and dancing um all in all i see you as a person who is um a beautiful budding flower has that what a lovely what a lovely compliment it Aww. is a beautiful budding flower did, did you see the way i made the the bud yeah, she, and it's it's going to be opening up and by the time are, yeah and by the time missing out yeah. <laughs> uh, your mother <laughs> uh, by the time you become um you're a very self-assured woman but there are moments in your life that you sometimes doubt the decisions that you make but having said that i think you brush it away at the moment whatever you are doing is that satisfying your personal um quest for what you want your life to be i think that it's less about what i'm doing i think it's more about how i'm doing it oh, okay i would say that there's a lot of things that are very aligned mm. with where i want to go okay so if i were to say no i'm not satisfied i actually think that would be my fault right, right now right and there are things that i'm not satisfied about and they're my fault so there's this quote that was the reason i quit my job <laughs> mm. and it's how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm. So I got to a point in my life where my job was a cushy corporate job mm. and I was getting paid for doing very little. And if ha- if I'd now internalized that as my habit and mm. how I do one thing is how I do everything, 
I think it was setting the tone for my life. Mm. So now it's, if I want to be a good, like I look at athletes, um, got the pleasure of working alongside professional athletes and their discipline is unmatched. Mm. And that discipline just really filters over to other things. I don't believe people who are like, oh, I'm, I'm actually really nice just in this scenario. I'm not, Mm-mm. that's not how you do it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't believe myself if I was, oh, I'm only disciplined when it comes to dance, but I'll eat however I want. Mm. Also doesn't do it. So it's forced me to be aware that I'm on the right path. I know I'm on the right path. And my ability to actually feel satisfied right now comes down to that very small thing. If I don't feel happy about I don't get enough time to create, then mm. I would go back to saying, okay, well, are you actually being good at your job enough? Mm. Are you being mindful of the time that you're giving yourself to create are you setting yourself up are you being honest with yourself are you being disciplined in this this and this because if you're not in the other things it's not going to show up in your creative life either your creative life um, means quite a bit to you yeah it's my human it's your human the rest is the machine (laughs) which is the ai the the work i think the work is ai it's replaceable. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. You guys should all hire me. I think I'm phenomenal at what I do. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Oh, I have a tech consulting firm. It's a little plug. But what I mean is, you know, my human is my human. The more I, f- I grow my human along with my, my robot brain, whatever that is, mm-hmm. I think that's my value in mm. life. And I don't think that if I for example, stopped being a creative and just focused on my technical side, that I would be any better to society. Mm. Yeah. Technically, when did you get start? When did you get interested in technical stuff? Technically, I don't know if I was interested in it as much it as came. mom and dad said, well, if you don't get 95% in math, then you can't go to dance class. And I said, 95, then I'll get 100 because how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I want 100 in dance as well. So, so you wanted 100 in your... Uh, academic life and then a hundred in your dancing life how you do one thing is how you do everything and did you yes you did it was the only two classes i got a (laughs) hundred beautiful beautiful uh megan uh currently whatever you're doing i i know you've got a few projects Mm -hmm. a few irons in the fire uh how many else can you put in there how many L's? How many L's? How many losses I can take? No, 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 no losses. That's what it means. How many different ions can you put in the fire? Mm. They all can't be the same. No, of course not. Otherwise, it'll so be too I'll, boring. I'll say it. You can only focus on one thing at a time. Ah, so only one at a time. And that's why you have to make sure the others are second nature. If I want to focus on my health, I have to focus on it and then maintain it so then I can focus on the other things. doesn't mean I'm going to drop my health. But I've focused to a point where I can autopilot and maintain. Mm. So right now, it's one. Is it the one that I want it to be? I don't know. But is it setting me up so that I can focus wholeheartedly when my time comes? Yeah. Do you believe in destiny? No. Pregnant silence. (laughs) (laughs) No. It would make me feel like I had no control. Ah, see? Control freak. Okay, (laughs) I'm going to take another short commercial break and come back. And if you have any questions, I didn't give the telephone number out because I'm so interested in interviewing you 
that I didn't let our listeners ask you questions. So if you have any questions uh, and you're still interested in calling in, our telephone number is 604-280-1200, 604-299-8863. The telephone lines are open to talk to Pagan or Aurora, either one of them. They both are the same person. Spice Radio or Radio Room Jimson Ram Kap Shab Kap program hai. Aur aaj hamaale saath Megan Aurora, also known as Aurora. Aurora. Now you had that name chosen for yourself because of the creative work that you were doing, the dancing, or or for your other business. Aurora. Yeah. Um, it's because I didn't feel connected to Megan. Megan, okay. And I was with a friend. We were going to improv camp, and this friend had recently similarly just adopted their middle name and i okay. was like wow you're so brave you made everyone change their habits yeah and he's like just try it and i was like yeah. i don't have a name like what do i choose what do i respond to and he's like just make up something i was like we're on a boat we're gonna be in this island in 20 minutes you choose something like, okay it's aurora and then I it just see. stuck but now i feel cool because i feel like i have my family name yes on, on you yeah right um now um Changing names. I mean, you go by, but you have three names, right? Your dad calls you something else. Your mom calls you something else. Um, my dad calls me Uma, huh. which is very powerful. Very. And I also feel very protective. I think once one like distant family member, just out of habit of hearing dad say that, called me Uma, and I just gave him the dirtiest look. I was like, "Excuse me." It's just my dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I, I don't know where that came from. I'd never felt that before, but I was. I was very, I could tell I only wanted that coming from my dad. And I'm such a daddy's girl that <laughs> I think it makes a lot of sense. I have a lot of love and respect for that man. Yeah. So I, I don't want anyone else calling me that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a very powerful name, Uma. In it its is, own self, it is. is a very powerful name. In Hindu mythology, it has got, yes. you know, power. And obviously, my brother's name is Om. So Om. Yeah. my parents breathed a lot of power into us. <laughs> And our dog's name is Reina, the queen. <laughs> the queen, of course. You wanted to be a princess. She's the queen. I gave it to her. You did, eh? That's good. Um, Megan, um, we were going to talk about a lot of different things today, and we did. Mm -hmm. But um, there's one topic that I've always been fascinated, and your Masi and I both nodded on that topic. Mm -hmm. The type of attire young women nowadays wear, like, for example, whatever you're wearing. I'm sorry people can't see what you're wearing right now. I'm sorry, too. It looks yeah. great. It <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it does not look great. <laughs> I just say it's a bit too um, uncomfortable hmm. because I am always very cold. And your, uh, your shoulders mm -hmm. and your back is all naked. So, um, very bad word to be used using naked. It's not naked. I'm wearing it, a strapless. It's not going. She's wearing a strapless halter. Uh, no, just a strapless. Yeah. Off the shoulder. Off the shoulder. Yeah. Why? It's like it's November, December year. I mean, I, I mean, can. I for can, starters, you pay your heating bill, so that really helps. Ah, chalk it. That's yeah. good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that you are comfortable but sitting in the studio. Actually, if we talk about clothing it's mm. always been for a purpose clothing is for a purpose yes yeah. to keep yourself warm so or the first time women started wearing pants and it was accepted was during world war ii mm. when they actually had to come in and work mm. before that they were honestly we were all kept 
separate from being able to do the work that men do. Mm. When we go to the gym, we put on certain types of clothes. When mm. we go to bed, we put on clothes. If you're working from home and you put on shoes and uncomfortable pants, you do better work. Mm. Our work and it, our it's attire. part of our mental space. And our clothing gets us there. Mm. You can't tell me that you're going to feel the same way in sweatpants as you do in a ball gown. You're forced to sit away. You're forced to behave a certain way. I can't say that I chose this attire based off wanting to to behave a certain way, but I did get used to trying to wear clothes that felt like I was working from home most of today, mm. but I wanted to feel like I was working. Okay, so while you were working at home, you didn't stay in your jammies? No, I was like this. You were like that, okay. Mm -hmm. So if I was going to be working from home, would I stay in my... I'd love to stay in my jams all day. I would too until I go a week in doing that and then I realize I'm not showing up the way I should be showing up. But I think what you're asking is why do we dress a certain way? Yes. There are a lot of people who will... Look, when you're younger... I know the difference between if you go to a club. You're right? young. When I was younger than this. Okay, younger If I go this. to a club, I can tell you who's 27 and I can tell you who's 19. Really? Right? Because the 19-year-old says, I'm going to wear a dress and heels and maybe not a jacket. And the 27-year-old is going to say, I don't need to do that to feel grown up. I have bills to pay that have made me feel too much grown up. <laughs> but we dress for the... <laughs> There's a it's a it's a line. It's dress for the job you want, not the right. job you have. So when we're younger, or we're feeling repressed or this or that. We're doing it to to feel a certain way. Yeah, the reason why I asked you that we um, we were doing a program, and this is many years ago, okay, mm -hmm. on radio, and um, I had a caller come online and said, "Do you know what our girls are doing nowadays when they go to school?" And I said, "Like." in what context and mm -hmm. said uh, when they leave home they're wearing a different outfit and when they get to school they've got clothes in yeah. their backpack they change the clothes and they are wearing something totally different mm -hmm. and I didn't believe that because when when I was going to school we, we had a uniform yeah and so we had to wear a uniform so then I uh, one fine day did did go and check it all out and had my camera crew there and mm -hmm. filming people of course we cannot show their faces right and it was true the young mm -hmm. women would change their clothes and would be different at school yeah i definitely saw it happen in my school did you go through that phase no no i didn't i didn't like that my mom didn't love everything i wanted to wear mm. but honestly i just i don't know if I don't want to say, oh, I respected my mom and other people mm. didn't, oh, because don't I don't, I don't know, I don't know if that's what what, what it was. I just, on, honestly, I ha my ego is, you can't tell me what to do. I'd rather not do something than lie to you. Like I don't have it in me to to be nice or to pretend. Like if I think you're dumb, I'll say you're dumb. If I think you're <laughs> nice, I, I'll say you're nice. If I wear what I want to wear, I'll do it. If I'm mad about it, I will be mad about it. So I had that little bit of an ego, and I think that's really what drove my actions. But I also think it came from respect as well. I just don't know if I knew that. Yeah. For those people, yeah, there was, it was clear there was a huge, huge disconnect from who they were at home and who uh -huh. they were at school. And I've honestly, I never saw that gap close hmm. up. Till day. They... Honestly, I don't think they respected themselves enough mm. to give themselves a platform to stand on. 
And tell their parents, this is how I want to yeah. dress up or this yeah. is how I feel like. I had so many fights with mom and dad when I was a kid over saying, I didn't want to do this. I'm not feeling this way. I don't feel like I'm religious anymore. This, that. But it was You're awful. not religious? I know. I must be awful. No, I didn't say that. No, that's what they thought at the time. No, but I, <laughs> I did exclamationly ask you, you're not religious? So, I mean, when your mom does the um, the Ashtami Puja and all that and makes mm-hmm. the yummy, um, you know, food, you eat the food, though, but you well, don't sit and do the puja? No, I will, actually. Oh, you would? So, okay. this is what was funny. I told mom, like, I'm not religious. Like, I don't think... I, I think I said, oh, when I talk to... To God, I don't hear anything back. Like, that's, you know, how I could make sense of it. And then it was the cause of a lot of a lot of arguments. And then a, a month or so later, she, she came to me and she was like, I have a very serious request for you. And I was like, yeah, what is it? She said, okay, well, you know, um, every year on your grandma's um, passing anniversary, we do something at the temple. Can you please come? And I was like, of course I'm coming. What kind of question is that? She's like, but you're not religious. I was like, what does that have to do with me respecting my family? Mm. And in that moment, she, I don't know if she had said it, but I could tell she she had a little light bulb go off that nothing changed. So, yeah, if I'm living at home or if I'm at home, I'm going to respect what my parents do. I'm not going to be sitting there blasting rock music, which I would never do anyway, um, <laughs> while they're you don't. having a religious moment, right? Yeah. And I think that's what it is. It's about respect. So if I was doing those things, of course my mom would have cons- cause for concern. Um will have to outdo this program. Oh, here's the competition. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to take this opportunity and thank you very much for um, helping me out do this show today. Absolutely, my pleasure. <laughs> we'll see you again. Yes, certainly. Well. With that, we come to the end of our show. We'll see you in the next Khatki. Or Dil Mesamai Unsapkuliki will be here tomorrow. We'll do your numerology and do call in uh, for that. Uh, stay tuned for the drive home grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio or Semaki Raftar Apkili Radio Rimjim Pipish Kajare.